Life Audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Girl Club. I am Cynthia Garrett, and, um, you know, this is the place where real girls have real talk about real issues while seeking to walk in and apply and live out our real faith, because um, I have found through through a lot of experience that uh, there's nothing more powerful than walking with faith. There's nothing that gives me more confidence in myself than the faith that I have in Christ. There's nothing that helps me to know myself more than my relationship with Christ helps me to know me. There's nothing that helps me have wisdom to know other people more and what they're going through than my relationship with Christ helps me to know other people and to be able to see with God's wisdom what they're going through. It's like what I'm trying to say is that If you want to be bold and you want to be accepted and you want to be loved and loving and you want to be heard and hear, if you want to be wise and apply wisdom and be sought out for your wisdom and be embraced for your wisdom, even when your wisdom isn't like the world's wisdom, if you want to be all those things and be cool, and be super fly, super woman, super guy, then root yourself in Christ. I kid you not. It is the only place that I have ever found true power. And because of the true power I find in him, it is pretty amazing that I can honestly say that I feel that his true power is able to flow through me. And I know it's that way for each and every one of you. I know it. I'm telling you. Dive in and don't look back because you'll never have another moment of insecurity again. You'll never be looking for validation from the world again. You'll never need it. You'll never need it because everything that you have will be satisfied in Christ Jesus. So joining me this week, this wonderful week on this fantastic Monday, are two of my girl club uh, 
tribe members. They're hosts with me. They are sisters to me, and they are two amazing and talented women of God. Christina Boudreau is an evangelist and um, just a powerful voice here on Girl Club and in the world as a member of the Whosoevers and um, ACB. And uh, Nova Page is an incredibly talented singer and songwriter. She's an amazing wife and mother and an amazing sister in Christ and an amazing evangelist. And um, she has as many things to say with her spoken word as she does through her music. So I'm just really happy to have you guys both here with me today. And um, we've been talking about identity a lot, you know, and really, really and truly, it's because what I've realized is that everything in the life of a believer, everything in anyone's life, even if you're not a believer, is ultimately going to all boil down to identity. And um, I think the great crises that we have in the world today is because there's a great crisis inside of the hearts and the minds of every human being on the planet, because there's a great struggle with identity. Everybody wants to know what their purpose is. Everyone wants to know what their passion is. Everyone wants to feel like they're living an authentic life. And I'm telling you, the only place to find an authentic life is when you find the God that created you and you submit your life to him. And the power in doing that is just, I mean, sometimes it's just too tough to, it's like, it's overwhelmingly difficult to explain. You know what I mean? So um, Nova and Christina, I want to just start out and I want to read something. And it's, it's a really beautiful Bible study I stumbled upon um, in crosswalk.com. And it's 14 things. It's a list of 14 things that God says about you. And sometimes, you know, I find something just so perfect um, that I just want to share it. So we're not going to get through all 14 today, I'm sure. But um, I do want to open sort of up where we've been. Um, so the the study asked the question that we've been asking for weeks. Who are you and what defines you? What is your identity? That's a question that a lot of people struggle to answer. And too often people base their identities on what they do from their jobs or uh, to their roles in relationships. They define themselves by these pursuits, right? But by doing so, they significantly limit their lives. The truth is that God intends for all people to find their identity in Christ. Now, if you're a Christian, Your identity encompasses all the abundance of being a beloved child of God. Here's how you can start living your life fully in Christ, keeping in mind that your identity is focused in Christ and Mm. found in Christ. So if you use these, this, the list of things that we're going to go through, these 14 things that God calls you and how he identifies you, if you use these things to remind yourself who you are in Christ, as a believer, you can successfully get through a lot of the struggles that you're going to go through more than once. You know, a lot of times different seasons just bring different struggles and, and different kind of identity attacks. You know, uh, Christina Boudreaux is going through some health stuff. So that's going to bring her to an identity uh, journey that's different than the one that maybe she was having last month, right? Nova's been through an incredibly challenging time, you know, in ministry with a ministry that she's sewn into for over 20 years. 
And I can guarantee you that has caused her to go through some identity attack and to journey in a new way, you know, and, and struggle in a new way and overcome in a new way, you know? So the first thing, uh, the first point on this list, which I want to just share, and this is an interesting one, you guys, that it was first, because I don't think any of us often think of ourselves this way, but the fact that you've placed your trust in Jesus Christ is enough to qualify you to be a saint. And first and foremost, the things about your identity that you need to know is that you're a saint. Even though you're going to struggle with sin while you live in this fallen world, your core identity as a Christian is as a saint, not a sinner. And you can always count on Jesus to help you overcome sin in your life. You've all heard the saying, a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. Mm -hmm. So keep getting up, keep getting up because in your identity in Christ, you are a saint. So rely on his help to resist temptation. And when you do sin, confess and repent, maintain attitudes of humility and gratitude for God's grace, because that's what helps you become a saint. It's what qualifies you as a saint is grace. And in Ephesians 2.19, it says, now, therefore, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. And Colossians 1.11.13 11 to 13 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great confidence, great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You're a saint. You're a saint. Romans 8, 27 says, love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful. Ephesians 3 verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you, all of you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height of God. So the first thing you need to know is that you're a saint. And I guess, I mean, before I move on with the second thing you need to know, which is that you're blessed, um, Nova and Christina, do you often think of yourself as a saint? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, right. being acknowledged as virtuous or holy. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. I don't think that I put that on like a piece of clothing, but I tell you one thing. It's very interesting that you're sharing this because this morning I woke out of a dream that felt mm. very much like a spiritual attack, like, mm. but a, a spiritual attack on my identity. And I woke up out of it and I heard, I felt my flesh moving towards this thing that felt unholy. And I felt Jesus saying, you have an opportunity to be holy and to partner with me and to say um, no to this non-virtuous thing. It was very interesting and scary at the same time, but it was, I felt the real spiritual battle, um, but Jesus actually didn't, con he wasn't condemning me. He was like, here I am. 
here I am. And it was so interesting to me. And I was like, wow, Jesus, how amazing. And I walked with him, right? And I just was like, okay, let's go. And it is very interesting to me that God looks at us through Jesus and he sees us as perfect. So me, Jesus being right there, like I kind of, it's so strange you're even talking about this. Cause like in the spirit, I was like, man, like I really can make it with Jesus. Like I can really, I can do this yeah. with Christ. Like, and it felt yeah. like I could overcome, but I knew that the, the enemy was right there, ready to take me out and, and, and in form of temptation. And it was just, you know, the words of our mouth that can be so destructive and, um, and our thoughts being so destructive. So I, it, it, yeah, I had, I definitely had a very much an experience coming out of that today. And yeah. I definitely do not often say, uh, saint, Oh, Nova, the saint, like, because I don't think of myself as holy or virtuous or regarded, but because of Christ, right. I am, I am. And I have to right. know that and be able right. to walk it out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that if that makes if that makes sense or like I'm just saying I guess I agree with you Cynthia but it is not on the tip of my tongue you know what I feel I feel like a saint today right <laughs> right Saint Nova I mean it's it, not but, how I think of myself no I don't and honestly I mean I asked this question you know of all of you guys but I mean I think I know the answer is that we don't necessarily walk around thinking of ourselves as saints but you know it's you read something like Ephesians two nineteen. You know, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. I mean, us together right now, listening or watching, we're part of the household of God. You know, we're fellow citizens with each other and we're all saints. And it is kind of crazy, but there's some beautiful promises that I think if we stood in because he, because of Christ, he sees us as saints, we would go much more confidently through our day, like Romans eight twenty seven, which I read. And I love these supporting scriptures for this point, right? Because it says, love the Lord, all you saints. Okay. So you got to know your identity as a saint in order to stand underneath these scriptures, love the Lord, all you saints the Lord preserves the faithful. So hold on a second. It says to me, if I know I'm a saint, I know what is promised to me, that he's going to preserve me because I'm found faithful. But if I don't know that I'm a saint, if I don't know that because of Christ, I stand before God as a saint, I also don't know that he preserves the faithful, you know? And it's almost like I can look at you, Nova, and see it. I can look at you, Christina, like, and see it, but you got to see it. And it has to be real for you too. Cause I think about what you're going through health-wise CB. And it's like, well, I know you're a saint. So, and I know you love the Lord. So I also know that Jesus name, his very name, Jesus, Jesus is power, freedom, breakthrough, Jesus, just the name. There's so much power in the name of Jesus that I believe what he says. He says that the Lord will preserve the faithful. So he's going to preserve you, Christina. You're not going to be 
having joint pain for long. He's healed you. You're faithful. He's faithful, you know? And do you see yourself as a saint when you're in a struggle, especially a health struggle? Because pain can cause you to doubt a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I, I think this last week, I, it was actually at the beginning of August when I was home because I was on the road for a lot of months on tour that I, you know, took a month of rest and, you know, just like, actually it was more like a couple weeks, like, and just have been having more intentional rest since then, just like rewiring my, the rhythms of my life. And I asked the Lord, you know, one of my favorite books is uh, The Calvary Road by Roy Hessian. And he talks about how revival begins with brokenness. And I asked the Lord to break me, you know, that like, so that I could be that vessel, you know, so that the rocky parts of my heart can become clay or like that marred vessel. Like it talks about in Jeremiah, like that marred vessel can often be our heart so that that marred vessel could be broken down and rebuilt by the Lord. You know, I asked him to break me in a specific way. And I think because I've gone through so many things emotionally in my life, like when things emotionally happen, it often doesn't break me and bring me to my knees. I'm always on my knees, but it doesn't bring me to my knees in a way that I think um, that I wanted to be broken because I haven't gone through like anything that emotionally extreme as of late. And so I asked the Lord to break me and basically like that was when the pain started, you know, like extreme over the months of August into September. And there was a night the week before last week where the pain was, was so bad that I broke and I just like wept. And then I got back from like the Calvary uh, leaders conference last Wednesday um, night. And I just like wailed cause I was in pain. And then I got, and then that Thursday night I was with a lot of our whosoever's team and I asked them to lay hands on me. And I literally, like, I usually don't, I don't think I ever really break down in that way in front of people, but it was like, you know, when you're completely just undone, like it was one of those moments, you know, like that kind of breaking, like he cracked me wide open. And what came from my heart and I had to repent after was like, Lord, I've been faithful to you. You know, I've poured out my life for you and I still do day in and day out, like is is this my reward for being faithful to you, Lord? You know, and I, and I had to really, cause that was just the honesty of my heart, you know, where, I, where I think I was allowing, cause that day, you know, I called my cousin who is a doctor when you're Indian, there's every do- doctor in your family somewhere. <laughs> and in my family, there's many, and she's my age, you know, she knows my family history. She knows what I've walked through with my family cause she grew up next door to me. And her mom, when I actually moved out of my parents' house, said, Christina, I'm proud of you, you know, because she's a believer. And she said, I'm proud of you for finally living your life, you know. And my cousin said, Christina, the trauma you've gone through up until you were 30 years old, extreme trauma your entire life. And that stress you lived under is now attacking your body now that you're in your 30s, even though you've been free for two years, you know, living where you live. And so I'm thinking, so all of that's going through my mind, right? Then I have like other friends that are like, hey, you could have Lyme's disease. You could have this. You could have that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And so my cousin was like, you know, I think you should go see it because rheumatoid arthritis runs in my mom's family. Um, Lupus, all the things. And she's like, you got to go see a rheumatologist to get your blood, you know, work done to see if it's in there. 
And, you know, when she was saying that to me, I'm hearing, you know, the trauma stuff, I'm hearing that stuff. And I'm thinking like, that's a lot of money. Like, I don't have that right now. All of these things. Right. So by the time I got to my friend's house, you know, where our who service team was at, I was very angry because of what I was going through and also angry that I'm now facing the consequences of the trauma I came out of. There was all this stuff. Right. But I asked the Lord to break me and not in that moment, but in that season. And so that night he did. And it was so human because I had a moment where my friends, when I couldn't believe that I was, you know, I was allowing my, what I was going through and my infirmities and that identity to be greater in that moment than the Lord and who he says that I am. And I just was in so much pain that that pain was overwhelming me. And in that moment of breaking down, my friends just deposited, they all laid hands on me, just deposited God's identity back into me, you know, and just reminding me who I am in Christ, what he's called me to do, even going back in the modeling industry and all this stuff. And so I think in those moments, like that moment, you know, where God broke me and it's been awesome. Like I have never felt so close to the Lord as I have felt in this season. And I think physical infirmity breaks you in a way that emotional infirmity doesn't, you know, and Um, But in those moments to my friends out there who are struggling with physical infirmities, when you allow that to become greater than who Christ says you are, you know, it's in those moments that you might need to call a friend and have them remind you of who you are again, you know, because I needed that. I was so overwhelmed with emotions of, you know, the trauma stuff, the anger stuff, you know, the medical stuff, the all this stuff. And this is after three weeks of me completely changing my diet. I'm talking as clean as you can eat is how I've been eating to kind of figure this whole thing out. And the pain's gotten worse. So I'm even more frustrated. Well, you're, can I just say something really quickly? You're, yeah, prob- sure. you're probably detoxing. Yeah. Number one, number yeah. two, I know you and I love you and I have seen the way that you eat and you know, I'm telling you, this is God. This is God, Christina, Mm -hmm. saving you. So, and and it's so amazing to me that you get the difference. You get the reality that when you have gone through a lot of things, as we all have, but Mm -hmm. certainly, you know, I I, I love you guys because what you endured gives you a, a tremendous testimony that can spread out and impact the world because so much of the world goes through similar things. And part of what I'm trying to say is that you are right. That emotional and mental stress becomes something that you learn to just battle against. But as you are battling, we do tend to shut it in, shut it down, even though we might be dealing with it verbally or whatever. And it will take its toll on your health. And obviously it is. But to me, there's also this huge blessing in really, and you get it, you said it, that God knows, okay, well, emotionally, you know, mentally she's strong. She's strong. My daughter's strong. I'm going to have to get her attention physically because she does. she's going to become a child physically. She doesn't know what this is. And in a way, this really is a blessing. I see that so clearly. It's a yeah. such a blessing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is. And you're right, Cynthia. Like my friends and I, you know, when we're on the road and when we're traveling, like we're I'm having like back to back things, like even going back in the industry where my schedule's just a grind. And so I was like 
just going. Like I was in Mexico having two Celsius's a day, which is like energy drinks to survive, you know, my schedule. And through this, the Lord has a way of getting our attention. And so now like all the homeschool moms who are into all the like organic stuff, like I'm like following the Amish sister on Instagram right now who does like all the home good baked things, you know, or just like cooking. And I'm like all into it now. But I realize I'm like all about it now. All the homeschool moms out there, I'm with you. Um, I, I love this journey. I love this journey we've been on the last few weeks talking about the homeschool moms who've gone from becoming like her her ter- her her terrorist worst nightmare Our fear <laughs> fear like nemesis to her best friend, her providers, the caregivers around her. It's hilarious and don't you just love god's sense of humor i know they're like christina why are you bleaching your hair and dying in blue again i'm like i'm in modeling remember that sorry christina you got another tattoo yes okay christina here's supplements here's like you know like here's a cookbook all the things right (laughs) um it's so interesting but um but yeah you know it's all the things but you know i really appreciate just that I've realized how much even in just, you know, completely switching my diet in the midst of my schedule that there's been a discipline the Lord's had me under because I think I realize now how much processed stuff is in our food, right? Mm. That really alters our body. And God has given me such a beautiful reverence for the body he's created where I'm like, no, like, I, I don't want to walk down that path again. Like I'm around teenagers. I can't eat like a teenager. Like Cynthia said, okay, for all just a disclaimer for all the people when I was with Cynthia a couple months ago, we were in downtown Franklin. I got frozen yogurt. And then she was like, here's the ice cream place. We had frozen. I, when I say we, I had frozen yogurt and ice cream. I don't eat that bad normal basis twice within like, no, frozen yogurt and ice cream within a two hour period not good. Okay. So this is the, the Lord's way. Girlfriend, all I can say is it's a good thing we didn't have Twinkies in the house because you, <laughs> I have never seen anybody consume, like you, I, it wasn't like, like, I, it's not like, oh, you consume food. Like you're, no, it was that you'd rather have junk than the good food. And I saw that and I was like, oh, I was so worried for your health because I'm like, oh God, she can't do this and survive. Forget minister or walk in identity. You can't do this and live like a healthy, normal life. So I, that's why I'm sitting here laughing because, and it really does bring me to the second thing that yeah. you need to know about what God says about your identity. You're blessed. Like God says you're blessed. And Christine, I'm telling you, I recognize right now that what's happening is God's going, yeah, okay, I love my daughter. Let me bless her. And that blessing is going to look like some physical affliction because that is the (laughs) only thing she's going to pay attention to, to get her to recognize that perhaps there's trauma that's attacked her body and you can't stuff it down with sugar and stuff. You need to detox it out like in every way. A lot of times we do the healing mentally and spiritually, but we don't pay attention to the fact that the detox also needs to occur in our body. Mm. And 
I mean, I, you know, I've had, look, I've had various healers and doctors for many, many years through my life. The second they put their hands on my stomach, they're like, <gasps> you were traumatized here. And I don't mean like, you know, gurus and other new age people. I mean, some Christian doctors who literally knew by the way that I, my skin looks or by the way that I move or what happens when they examine a certain part of me that I was sexually abused as a child. Like, because your body is, it's like a sponge. It absorbs everything good. And if you squeeze it, everything bad comes out of it. So I kind of, yeah. I guess we should be grateful on every level, guys, for all of you listening, when God is squeezing the junk out of the sponge called our life and our body. Because when he squeezes us out, there's room for him to fill us up with fresh water, yeah. new identity, you know, new life. And so that's why I can, I can really, really, really embrace yeah. the second thing that he says about our identity, which is that you're blessed. And I just want to read kind of the, you know, the notes with this point. Yeah. God has given you the greatest blessing of all himself. No matter what other blessings God may or may not choose to send into your life, you can always be confident that God himself will be with you. There you go, Nova. God with you, loving you, and working everything in your life out for good purposes when you trust him to do so. God also brings many different specific blessings into your life regularly. Make a habit of reflecting on those blessings every day or every week and thanking him for them. And then just some scriptural support here. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose, whose life does not, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you'll abound in every good work. See right now the way that I see, Christina, what you're going through and Nova, some of the things you've been through really at the hands of leadership in the church is like you need to be reminded. And I've seen this throughout, you know, with you both and Nova, especially, you know, with you and this sort of whole thing with changing your life, you know, in ministry and relationship to this one church, you are blessed, you know, blessed. you're blessed. So blessed. Yeah, because I, I think feel it. Yeah. I think I think that what God has done is exactly what he's doing with you now, Christina, is and it's exactly what he's doing with a lot of you who are who are watching and listening, right? Mm -hmm. He's with you and he's yeah. loving you and so he's yeah. squeezing the ick out of the sponge called your life that you've absorbed, you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of toxic crud mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I agree, Cynthia, like that 
I just feel like, I mean, like what you said, honestly, so bore witness to me and ministered to me because I think I've had all these different things where I'm like, okay, like I know God's getting hold of my health, right? Like even with like the trauma stuff, you know, even with, you know, I think the Lord allows things like I, I told because one of my best friends deals with like had to come back from Cambodia as a missionary because she has like parasites and she's been in the hospital every three months for the last few years, just on her deathbed, all the health stuff, right? Holistic route. She's gone through everything and she's in full-time ministry. But anyway, so I was telling her that when I was talking to her about this, she was just like, you know, dude, I have a sense that this isn't going to be long-term for you. She's like, I think this is something God has allowed for a season you know, for a purpose. And I was just like, okay, Lord, what's the purpose? And it brought, and the the image, the Lord, the Lord always brings me back to a specific memory to show me like, this is what I'm doing in this season. And the memory that came to mind was when I was in Montana working at this ranch a couple years ago. And in Montana, in the summertime, completely blue skies, right? Like at this ranch working with kids with horses. One minute later, dark clouds will come in. The next minute, raining cats and dogs the next minute the rain stops the next minute it clears and you will never know that it rains everything is wet (laughs) and you're just like what just happened and the lord just reminded me as quick as that rain cloud would come into montana and rain and how it would stop and leave is as quick as this is going to be but ask me what i want to do in the rain that in the rain what i want to do how i want to use you because honestly the last couple days our young adults pastor at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs is talking about suffering. And he always says like, ask God how he wants to use your suffering to minister to others. Yes. I've been posting about suffering, like specifically with my health. And so many people have been reaching out to me and they're like, dude, I go through health stuff. Like, you know, and, and it really gives you like a, it's kind of broadened, I guess my landscape, you know? And then for me, like, I'm not looking for sympathy from people. I'm not necessarily looking for answers, or, you know, for anything, I'm just like, hey, I just want to minister to others through this physical pain that I'm going through mm-hmm. and about how God is good, how he's deserving of our worship and all of those things. And so many people have been so encouraged. So I, I'm already seeing it, Cynthia, that, yeah, like God is rewiring how I live. He's showing me, you know, like that I need to get healthier and all that stuff. He's using it to minister to others and just going down the list so that when the rain clears, I want to be able to say that I took full advantage of this time you know, to minister out of this place of, of hurt, you know, of just physical stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I really do, I'm into all the like homeschool moms, like Amish, like, you know, type, type of lifestyle stuff now. So I'm with you, the farm girls, I'm with you. Well, yeah, because I mean, look, you, you know, you, if you don't, and this is, this is a word for everybody. If you don't ask God the question Hey God, what do you want to do with this moment in time I'm in of struggle or even of blessing? Yeah. You will miss the blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask him the question, you will miss the blessing. You really risk missing the blessing. Yeah. Because Yeah, it's very true. Right? Very yeah. very true. Yeah. I know I kind of touched on this um I guess maybe last week mm-hmm. uh, about the story of Joseph and how Joseph Knowing he wasn't in, you know, the right land, right? Because his brother sold him into slavery. Even though he climbed up, there was still a, a suffering in him because he didn't, 
he didn't get to keep his name, but what he did get to do was name his sons. And I shared how he named his children Manasseh and Ephraim. I may not have shared Manasseh, but um, Manasseh means let that stuff go. So mm-hmm. here he is in Egypt, in this land, making things great for the Egyptians. He makes it feel a little more like home by naming his children Hebrew names. But so interesting to me, his brothers made him suffer. Mm. But he named his son, let that stuff go. So good, Nova. That's he crazy. Was, isn't that crazy? Awesome. That's I just crazy. was like, Lord, thank you. I'm like, let that stuff go. Because check it out. Like I said last, I'm like, we are not he. Joseph wasn't in his homeland. We are not in our homeland. Let that stuff go because God is weaving a purpose and a plan. And I do want to say this. I mean, talk about someone who probably had some serious trauma. That was Joseph. But there, there is something to be said, Christina, coming, going back to your story, that when traumatic things happen and listen trauma can look like a teacher yelling at you trauma can look like sexual abuse trauma can look like being fired from your job so our bodies actually hold on to this trauma and and our bodies react to things and we get triggered and i really believe that god wants to get to the root of that so he can through his grace and his hand of healing can minister to our minds and brains where we create a new pathway that when things happen, that that trauma doesn't associate itself in our bodies anymore. And I know that's kind of a mouthful and that's a whole other topic in some ways, but I, I, I am really asking, I asked God in my season of transition, God, get to the root. I want the root. I want you to heal the root. I want that. And you know what? That was super painful. That was me being really, really honest about things that even happened in my childhood that I did not want to talk about. I did not want to feel, but I'm telling you when I did and I was able to verbalize those things, I felt relief in my body Mm. and, um, and got healing in that. So, you know, no matter where I go, where we go, it, it, we're never, it's, we're not home. I mean, back to that point, we're not, we're not home. Like Ephraim, God has made me, he might make us fruitful in the land of our affliction. Mm. Like this is not home. It's the land of our affliction. So I just, it's that perspective for me, Cynthia, I'm just trying to keep that. Like, I want to be present. I want to love what, you know, where God is taking us and what he's doing for his glory, that people might come to Christ, but this mm. is the land of affliction. It's not mm. going to be perfect and peaceful and it's not going to feel like heaven all the times. So we're going to have seasons of that, obviously. Mm. And I think that's just God's mm. grace. I just mm. think it's his complete mercy and grace I, <laughs> that we get to see off that fruit, but not I just, own. I just got a, okay. I just got a word from the Holy Spirit. I just got a word from the Holy girl, Spirit. I'm here for it, girl. Crazy. Let it out. But trauma yeah. is a lie that the enemy plants deep mm. down inside of you. Yep. So that if you so that you might not realize that he planted it there, so that you might partner with it and accept mm-hmm. it as your identity. Yes. Or so mm. that you so so that you will 
ultimately it will destroy you and you will believe Satan over your life and in your life and through your life rather than God. If you look at trauma as a lie that the enemy has planted inside of you, then you can know this. God gets the victory. Mm -hmm. If you give him that trauma, he will Mm -hmm. not only reveal it for the lie that it is, but he will, he will root it out of your body. Literally he'll root the lie out of your mind first. He'll root it out of your soul and your spirit and ultimately, he's going to root it out of your body. So that's why being honest with yourself about mm. what you might be stashing inside down there with those lies is really critical. Because if you if you don't, you're helping the enemy to lo- hide those little lies, those little foxes, those little traumas. You're helping mm-hmm. the enemy keep them hidden. God sees them, but he's waiting for you to be real about the fact that they're there and that he's seen them all along and that only he can heal you and deliver you of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he, he definitely, he definitely has, I think some things, mm. I mean, it's interesting you guys, because I never want to feel like a victim. I hate, I hated that word. I, you know, yeah. but the truth is there's been, there's things that have happened in all of our lives where we have been victimized but not creating an identity out of it. But I didn't even want to acknowledge that I had been victimized because it seemed like it was weakness. And when God showed me, you were a victim there. And what do you think I have to say about that? I didn't like that that happened to you. That Mm. wasn't right. right. And I didn't get to use my voice as a child to say, that's not okay with me. Mm. That's not okay. And now um, moving through, you know, you fast forward 40 odd years, um, that I'm able to say that was not okay. And, um, I don't care who knows it, but that was not okay. And I'm speaking and speaking that, that truth, because like, just, that's just my scenario. I think for other people, they wouldn't have that issue, but I most certainly did because, you know, sometime, one time you said to me, Cynthia, you mean somebody tried to put baby in the corner? And I was like, yeah. And you were like, yeah. none of that, no more. But I didn't, I didn't understand that that was such a root, you know, in me. I, I really thought yeah. I was like living whole and God had to reveal that. And that did come yeah. out. That trauma came out in me and I got okay. super triggered. And since God has done some serious deep healing work, I have been around things that probably would have triggered me in the past. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a, oh my goodness. Why am I, I'm, I'm honestly asking myself, why am I not triggered by this? Jesus. And I just, it, Jesus has just, he just healed it. Yeah. He just like came in and like did the healing work where I'm like, what just happened? And then it gives me an opportunity to just be so excited about the future and life and, yeah. and life begins to open up for the glory of God. Um, mm-hmm. And we, you know, uh, it, and, and also this, you guys, Christine, I would say this too, that, you know, there is a health and wealth gospel that wants us to say, like, if you just like going back to the story of Joseph, if you just live like Joseph and you do this and you do that, God will put you at the top. But Joseph, he was there at the top, but that he knew very well that wasn't his home. He wasn't excited about being in a foreign land. So like, like 
the health and wealth gospel will tell people do this and God will bless you. But, but you know what? Sometimes it comes, like you said, in the form of suffering. I think we have forgotten that suffering, that suffering produces perseverance, right? Mm -hmm. And perseverance and, produces that, hope. That's right. Character. And hope never fails oh, us. Character, yes, right? Character, oh. character. All these things that God is working together to produce a life that is worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ. That God is doing all these things, and and suffering is part of it. And 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 we don't like to hear that because it doesn't sound sexy Christian. <laughs> it no. doesn't sound no. like you do this and God's gonna bless you. Uh, you know. And sorry if that sounds a little. You know, I don't mean to make fun. I'm just saying, I, I feel so bad for people when they do all the right things. And then they're like, I don't, right. I don't feel that I don't got the blessing. Right. We're, we're right. searching for the wrong kind of blessing. Right. Right. And if you're looking and searching for the wrong kind of blessings, unfortunately, what happens is you end up living very, uh, a life, very disillusioned with God and very underneath the abundance that he actually has for us, because we cannot say or, or measure abundance or define abundance and su success as yep. what the world defines it as. That's the thing because we're sojourners here. We are not part of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We know that we live for a kingdom much greater than this world. And I know that's crazy for some people. I know it's really crazy for young people to even think what we're living for some world that's beyond this world. I'm 30. I'm 25. I that's nuts. But it's more than that. And that's why I want to acknowledge this. There are blessings right now today. There is abundance right now today. There is freedom and deliverance right now today. It's not just all saved for eternity. Why? Because in Isaiah 61 we know that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Right now Today, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we live for him because there's freedom right now, today. There's blessing right now, today. There's deliverance and healing right now, today. And so your right now, today may look like right now, five seconds. It might look like five years. It may look like 20 years the point is don't look through human eyes. Keep going back to the cross. Keep asking God, are you blessing me with this affliction? Are you blessing me that this hasn't been worked out? Why won't you open that door? Why won't you do this? If you don't ask the question of God, you're, you're, you're never going to get to the blessing because the blessing might be, daughter, I won't open this door because I'm protecting you. You know, or daughter, I won't open this door because I need you to learn this one thing. And you keep repeating this same pattern and then getting upset and asking me why, but you're not listening. You're not really seeking the why. You don't really want my why. You want a why that satisfies your yearning to have what you want. And his thoughts sometimes are not our thoughts. Sometimes we have to be, sometimes we have to be okay with not having any of the answers. In fact, that's what makes us have a life of faith. It's like, I, there's so much I don't know. And, and the mystery and the beauty of that, like that can kind of, I can just eat on that off for a while. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And the wonder of it, 
should almost satisfy me that, thank goodness, I don't know it all. Yeah. There's wonder in that. And that that's, oh, that's a God of wonder and mystery and being, I, I'm, I'm, I love that, that I get yeah. to serve a God that I, I don't know all the answers he does, but I don't. And, and I, I sit in, I sit in that space of going, uh, it's okay. I don't understand it, but I trust you. It's that's okay. Faith. That's faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we yeah. knew, if we knew the answer for everything, would we really ever pray or talk to God? I mean, humans, this flesh is so prideful, you know? I mean, even when we're being blessed with the thing that we pray for, come on, let's be real. Let's be real, saints, okay? Even when we're being pressed, uh, blessed with the thing that we prayed for, we can forget to thank God or dialogue a lot less with God because we're enjoying the blessing. Mm. And- I mean, you know, he doesn't want that. He wants us to become those people who praise him in all things, you know? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, Cynthia, it was crazy because this morning I get more like visions from the Lord. And I would say every dream I have is from the Lord at all. Like, cause I know we get attacked in our dreams, but I had a very like, which I woke up this morning. And even as we were like kind of dialoguing out, I, I feel like the Lord was like, you got to share this. Um, but this morning when I texted you guys and I was like, Hey, my body, you know, whatever, I went back to sleep and I had a dream about girl club. It was so cool because it goes along with this blessing thing because I saw like you and Nova and Christina, and it was like, you guys were like standing, you know, you guys were standing at this table and someone was like asking you these like very deep questions, you know, just about life and trauma and like all the things that we talk about and on the other side of you guys sharing, there's all these beautiful like gift bags in front of you. That was, and there is like, you know, and she was like, and this lady was like, okay, like open up the gift bags. And when you open them up, the gifts that were given to you were so specific to like who God's called you. Like, like, like it was like, God was like blessing you guys, you know, like Nova had these like beautiful bags, you know, and Christina had something and you had something. And, but, uh, but as I was like processing it was like the Lord was showing me like Christina, like, like my daughters and sharing like the deep vulnerable things of their lives, you know, cause you guys on this, you know, the screen were sharing these like very raw things. It's like, there's a blessing on the other side of it, you know, like the, but the blessing, you know, it's not like about the bags or whatever, but the representations of how like, through the testimonies and through just the lives changed and whatever, like that is the blessing of the vote that comes out of the vulnerability of the things that we share weekly on girl club, you know, mm -hmm. and how when you are willing to purge and share like these deep things in your life, like there's a blessing that God gives you, you know, a blessing that comes yeah. in the form of joy. And that's what was happening as these gifts were being opened is that Nova, it was like a kid on Christmas. Nova was like so stoked, you know, it was like this joy. And then Christina had this joy and you have this joy. And it just, and it, and it just, I don't know. It just reminds me of going back to like that we are blessed, you know, and that the Lord delights to give his daughters good gifts. And it's not always in the form of like, you know, like monetary things, but it's in the form of like a testimony or a life changed or whatever. And to me, it just represented even for us, to keep doing what we were doing because like as we 
are being a blessing to others, the Lord blesses us through his testimonies through like, oh my God. you know, like different things. But it was just yeah. such a, like, I don't know. When I woke up, I didn't really have the interpretation for it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then like, as we were talking, I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know? So, yeah. I do because it's directly what you said is God. And I know it's God because I've been praying about this third thing that I believe God says about your identity, about our identity. And he said that you're appreciated. Mm. I really, I was like, you're appreciated. You're appreciated. What, what do you mean, God? And this will be a great place to end. I want to read this and just leave you all with this to think about, and we'll pick up here next week. But I think that it's so crazy uh, CB, what you're saying, because it's a total God affirmation because God notices and appreciates every good choice that you make throughout your life. Even when other people don't, even when there's no benefit in making a good choice, God appreciates it. So mm -hmm. change the way you live as a result, exchange grumbling for praying, exchange competing for celebrating Exchange bitterness for thankfulness. Exchange performing for serving. Exchange boasting for encouraging. Why? Because in your identity in Christ, he wants us to know that we're appreciated. And I'll just leave you with these two scriptures. One John 3 verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says, the Lord your God is with you, with you. The mighty warrior who saves you is with you. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with singing. Why? Because in your identity as a son or a daughter, you're appreciated. You keep choosing him. Nova and CB and for all of you listening, the reason you're here is because somewhere inside of you, you know that even in your affliction, you know that somehow in your identity, you're a saint and you're blessed and you're appreciated. And I think it's important that you really focus on the fact that you're appreciated this week, because if you understand that God is thankful and grateful for you when no one else is. If you understand that God appreciates you and the fact that you keep choosing to go back to him, to be like him, to live like him, to love like him, to surrender to him when no one else around you is, and maybe nobody else around you even validates your surrender or your choices to help them and love them. If you understand that God actually appreciates you, then the fact that other people often don't won't matter. It'll matter a lot less. And the fact that your body might hurt, it'll matter. It'll matter a bit less that it hurts because you'll understand that in your blessing, you're appreciated for bringing this journey to him. So in all things through prayer and supplication, let us make our requests known to him because not only does he care for us, guys, he appreciates us. He appreciates, like Christina said, the sharing of our journeys, the sharing of our testimonies, the sharing of our struggles. And I, I 
am so affirmed and encouraged, CB, by you literally affirming without even knowing what my next point was, that God appreciates us and there are gifts, you know, for us just because of our yes to Girl Club. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I'm out of our life. So thank you guys. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. You you guys, thank you so much. Love you. Love you you too. Love you too. And for all of you listening, we love you. And uh, we want to leave you there. Um, As we journey through the 14 things that God says about your identity, uh, know this, you're a saint, you're blessed, and you're appreciated. So whatever you're going through, start looking for the blessing in it. You know, start looking for your identity and knowing, well, I'm a saint, I'm going through this. So there must be a blessing in it. And I know that God wants to appreciate me for how I relate to this moment in time and share this moment in time with others. It's real, you guys. It's real. Mm. Who we are in him is real. Amen. Thanks for being a part of another Girl Club, you guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.